Blog Talk Radio. Urban Glory Radio. Simply Glory.
Delighted to be on the broadcast with you again tonight. We are concluding our series on higher learning concerning holiness. Higher learning concerning holiness. We have a lot of information tonight. Let's pray and not delay. Father, we praise you and thank you for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made. We rejoice and are glad. We do thank you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit as educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and deliberation of thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say, have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And Father, in everything that shall be accomplished and revealed, you be glorified. For it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen. What a journey we've had on learning, higher learning concerning the Holy Spirit. We we started with the prophecy of Isaiah when Isaiah was talking about the transforming effect of God's nature on his people as a result of restoring them from captivity. And the scripture lets us know that there will be a highway, and that highway will be called holiness. And matter of fact, it says a highway shall be there, and the way it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. But it shall be for those, the wearfaring men, though fools, shall not err therein. So it lets us know that this way is reserved for those that are called out, separated unto God, that are devoted to the things of God. And yes, we got to unplug this this new lesson, which is entitled, The Transforming Effect of the Higher Alternative. The Transforming Effect of the higher alternative. In the last lesson, we talked about the theology. I gave you Ephesians 4, verses 17 through 32, Hebrews 12, 1 through 18, First, uh, Romans 6, 1 through 18, Colossians 3, 12 through 17, and First Peter chapter th- uh, 1, verse 13 through 25. And I told you that these teaches us that God's has high standards and that sin is conquerable and that righteousness is achievable all under the guidelines of holiness and that when we really establish holiness authentically in our lives things take take place we have uh simple resolves and the resolves are a high intolerance of um, unrighteousness why because we forbid the practice of sin forsake the fellowship with darkness and we follow not the world and then we have a high heart have a heart of humility through a life of obedience we set our lives in order we sanctify the Lord God in our hearts and we seek to please God and then I talked about us having a high regard for the help of the Holy Spirit and I'm kind of going to echo that tonight but I want to uh, hit it home, and I gave scriptural references for that um, in, in depthly. Gave five passages for each of those three points, so that way you had a healthy library of how to approach holiness. And of course, you know there's a lot of bad teaching out there, and there are things that people have done to distort the purity and the quality of holiness. But you are also accountable for learning and know the Word of God for yourself. Tonight, we're going to begin in Second Peter chapter three. And I want to talk a little bit about this habit conversation as our opening dialogue, the habit conversation. What is this habit 
And what is the word conversation? Now, of course, conversation in Christ, which we're going to read in a few minutes, does not mean you're talking. It doesn't mean rhetoric. It means that you have resolved in your character, your convictions, and your conduct to all be consistent with the will of God. And so I want you to keep that in mind, that it's indicative of your character, your commitments, and your convictions, or your conduct. Okay, so when when those things are are set, when we when we go through this scripture, you'll be able to learn the how to effectively establish holiness practically. And of course, I love the concept of achieving practical holiness. How do I participate in this life? And of course, we're going to find out through the Word of God, specifically what the Word of God has to say. Now, of course, I told you about how religiosity tries to uh, uh, distort the purity. Of the teaching of holiness, but you as a believer have to develop the resolve to study the Lord, uh, to study to show yourself, and to sanctify the Lord God in your heart, and then submit to the will of the Holy Spirit. Now, nobody can teach you that. That has to be a personal resolve, a personal revelation and reflection. Amen. We got to go. We got a lot of information. Start taking notes. Amen. Now, there are three realms to practical holiness, but before we go there, I want to read this this account in, in cha- chapter uh in the in the address of Peter, of course, it's in the second vision, Second Peter, chapter three, and you have to really back yourself up to uh, verse one to really kind of get a, a an idea of the fervency behind the message that Peter is saying. And of course, you know, in verse one, it says, "I want to stir your minds, uh, your pure minds, by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which." were spoken before the holy prophets and the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing first that there shall come in the last days scoffers and walking after their own lust. And so we see that there's a contradictory system that's set, but God has a way. And this is where he, he picks it up, the day of the Lord or the dispensation of God or the way God, when God is fully in control, if he is not Lord of all, he is not Lord of all. Well, if he is Lord of your life, when he takes full control of your life, it says he will come like a thief in the night in, in which the heavens shall pass away and the great noise of the elements shall melt with fervent heat and the earth also and the works of um, therein shall be burned up. We don't worry about that because seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons are ye ought to be in all holy conversation and godliness? This is this is this is that convictions. Those are those conducts and that consistency factor that you must decide. Looking for and hastening unto the coming day of the Lord, where the heavens are on fire and shall be dissolved for the elements of the earth and forever he. Nevertheless, we, according to the promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein there dwelleth righteousness. And we exist in the righteousness because we have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent, that ye may be found in him in peace without spot and blameless, and and account to that long suffering of our Lord our Lord, which is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you. So listen, they were not only reminded um, by the apostle Peter of the things which he said and what the apostles had experienced as eyewitnesses, but he said also take note of what Peter has, uh, or rather what Paul has brought to the forefront. And he said he understands some of these things are hard to be understood, when um, which they are... Uh, unlearned and unstable rest 
as they also other other scriptures unto their own description. But ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also being led away with the error of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness. The alternative is but grow in grace and in the knowledge of an, and Savior of our Lord Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. So here we see that there is a, 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 a pull for us to learn it for ourselves. And one of the best ways and when we talk about holiness and establishing holiness to achieve holiness is to really learn it for yourself. There will be no greater appreciation than the uh, develop a, a time with the Word of God where you find out from the Holy Spirit how He wants you to emulate Him in your life. Because so many people try to do many things to try to uh, to make the Holy Spirit out to be something that it's not. And of course, the Holy Spirit's nature is holy. So anytime you reflect the nature of the Holy Spirit, you are emulating that holiness that that is required of those that are sanctified. Now, there are three realms of practical holiness, and I think this is a great way to describe it. And I'm going to give you some scriptures for references, and I want to read some of them as well in the scripture. Let's go to John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. And this is just a quick one just to kind of open it up. But there are three realms. The first one is relationship. Relationship. And, of course, relationship is the is the reception of God's love through acknowledging our union with the Lord Jesus Christ. So the scriptures, of course, says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, and the same was in the beginning. All things were made by him, and without him was nothing, not anything made. In him was the life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. Now go over to chapter 3, which lets us know these three verses, 1 through 3, it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew with him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not appear what we shall be. But we know that when we shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope purifieth himself even as he is pure. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth transgresseth also the law for sin is the transgression of the law and ye know that he that is manifested to take he was manifested to take away the um take away our sins and in him also is no sin whosoever abideth in him sinneth not whosoever sinneth whosoever sinneth hath not seen him neither know him little children let no man deceive you he that does righteousness is righteousness and also he 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 is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil. And so it's very important that we learn that scripture. And, of course, you need to read the whole thing in, in context. And, of course, it lets us know for this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. And whosoever born of God um, committeth not sin. And I think that scripture is always important. I love to go to that scripture when it talks about holiness because it lets us know we have a relationship with God. And it resolves to do simple three simple things. I love what he loves. I hate what he hates, and I live like he lives. That's what relationship does. When we when we spend time with the Lord Jesus and we learn his ways and we learn about him, we learn to love what he loves, hate what he hates, and live like he is. The second uh, phase of higher learning concerning the Holy Ghost is, or holiness rather, is fellowship. And that is the reception of communion with the community of faith through sanctification. This is when we are 
we are looked on as lights to the world, but we also are connected with the body of Christ by being sanctified, by being separated solely unto God. So we, we dwell in him, we walk in him, and we reverence him. And you can put down Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse um, um, 14 through 8, but I want you to key in on the next chapter that it leads into, which is 7, verse 1, which says perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So the reverence that we have causes us to be separated totally unto God, but it also connects us to those of like precious faith, not to be unequally yoked. That's what the chapter 6 talks about. Don't be unequally yoked, but it also lets us know be connected. We got to be connected in times like this. And then thirdly, the last um, connotation of practical holiness is seen in discipleship. And that's that that's that kind of fire and brimstone part of this subject. Yeah, we don't like to talk about discipleship, but discipleship is the restrictions that we willfully take on to embracing the world rude reality. And you can look at uh, Luke chapter 14, verses 25 through 26 for that. But I want you to key in, of course, the scripture lets you know, if you continue in my word, John 8, 32, um, then ye are my disciples, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So we have a high regard for the word through discipline. Because the Bible says, look, if you don't forsake everything, and follow me, then you're no disciple of mine. That's what John or Luke chapter 14 insinuates. And so the scripture lets us know that we have to continue in the word of God. Get clarity of heart. Create in me, O God, a clean heart. Renew the right spirit within us. Right? But then also we have to concentrate on the will of God. The, will, the strongest voice of God is the Word of God because the Word of God reveals the will of God. And so if you want to find out how you're going to apply this to your life, first develop a relationship with God. Then once you develop a relationship with God, then establish fellowship pertaining to God. Because, see, you got to be, in the, uh, the Bible says, in a multitude of counsel there is safety. So that we need to be connected. And then also, we also need to be discipled, and that means driven to discipline. Amen? And those areas are how we establish practical holiness in relationship, in fellowship, and in discipleship. Now, I want to give commentary on Colossians chapter 3. And you have to read Colossians chapter 3 through 4. And, of course, I love it. And I tell you, one day I'm going to do a whole series on on Colossians because I think it's a, a powerful teaching. Of course, you know I love this particular chapter. If therefore ye be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is seated on the right of hand, hand of God. Now here's where where the directives of establishing practical holiness is revealed. It says, set your affections on things above, not things on earth. For ye, ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. So the radiance and the beauty that comes as a result of, of you being in relationship with God, in fellowship with God, and also in dis, being discipleship, discipled by God through Christ, is, is what's going to bring out the beauty in you when you recognize you're dead to everything else but Jesus. And then it goes on to tell you in verse 5, Mortify therefore the members which are upon the earth, which is your flesh, 
fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affections, evil concoctions, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things the sake of the wrath of God come on the children of disobedience. These are not the children of the devil, but these are children that are out of the will of God, in which also ye walked at some times and lived according to them. But now ye have put off all these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication, out of your mouth, let uh, lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man in his deeds, and ye have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge of the image of him, which is Jesus, that created him. Wherein and there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian or Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put therefore on as the elect, holy beloved, bowels of mercies, kind of um, humble, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another, even as Christ for your sake has forgiven you. So this is where, and above all these things, put on love which is the bond of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule into your hearts and be ye thankful, to which ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, um, in all wisdom, teaching one another, admonishing one another. This is revealing what we just went over. Relationship produces, if you be risen with Christ, set your affections on things above where Christ is seated. It has discipleship next, and then it goes into fellowship, because it says, let the word of God dwell in you, let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which ye are called as in one body and be ye thankful let the word of Christ dwell in you teaching and, and admonishing one another in psalms hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord and whatsoever you do indeed do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God and the Father by him and then it goes on you got to keep reading it goes on to talk about your household wives submit yourselves to your own husband yeah, it goes into that. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children. Then it goes into work. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh. And whatsoever ye do, do it all heartily as unto the Lord. Verse 23. And then it goes on. It keeps going on. When it talks about holiness and going uh, holiness in your public life, continue in prayer. And the same with thanksgiving with all praying also for us that he would give an open door of utterance that we might speak the mystery of Christ which we are in bounds. And I may make known the meta, uh, manifest as I ought to speak in wisdom to all. Let your speed always be seasoned with grace that they might minister grace to the hearer. So he's talking about holiness in, in practical form, allowing it to have a full effect in your conduct, in your commitments, in your convictions, in your consistency. And, of course, this is all because you're called, you're chosen. You're chosen and you're predestined to, 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 to show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So we, we have a lot to, to experience. We have a lot to cover in this particular way of holiness, and it is achievable. It seems hard, but the way of the transgressor is hard. But the gift of God is life and peace. Don't forget that. So let the let the scriptures reveal to you how to exemplify holiness practically. So that means I'm going to give you five things that you can do to advance the establishing practical steps. Remember, the Lord wants you to take it step by step, one day at a time. You do it, yeah, you're going to have times where you err, but you correct those errors, you keep going. But what you need to do is always tra trace where you really are at with your walk with God. Be true. To yourself, be true. That's what Shakespeare said. But God lets you know that, look, 
Examine yourself to see whether you are in faith. Then take time to learn what God says or what God God said word says about your conduct, your convictions, and your consistency for yourself. Don't let nobody else teach you. You get into that word and you study the word of God for yourself. Then you got to train your flesh to be submitted to the will and the order of God. And then you got to trust in the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And when you trust him, then you can thank God for helping you in the process. You can thank God for the grace to achieve the holiness. Now, I want to give you, I have a whole lot more, but we got to sum it up somehow. And and the, the encouragement is for you as a believer to continue to press. And and to keep this highway in mind. The ways of the world don't compare to the ways and the connection that you have with God. Now, uh, holiness, uh, let's go to, for our last scripture, I want you to reference also, it take me too long to go to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 32. I gave that as one of the theological convictions of holiness earlier. <laughs> But I want you to also go to First uh, Thessalonians chapter four. Let's let's cl- conclude kind of there, and then I'm going to give you some things where where this where these uh, five uh, resolves to practical holiness are established, and we'll close this series with that. Amen. In 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 First Thessalonians chapter four. I tell you, it's never enough time to really to do this, but but in the scripture we can look at verses seven through twelve and kind of get a great construct uh, of what we're what we're called to do as people of holiness. It says this: For God have not called us unto uncleanliness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despiseth uh, despiseth despiseth not man but God who hath also given unto us the Holy Spirit. By touching brethren love you need not to write unto I need not to write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And indeed ye also are to um and and I I went up to verse seven, yeah, I was supposed to go to seven to twelve, okay. Um but as touching brotherly love ye ought to need um ye need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another, and indeed ye do it toward all the brethren which are in Macedonia, but we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more, and that ye study to be quiet and do your own business and work with your own hands as we commanded you, that ye walk honestly toward them that are without, and that ye might that ye may have lack of nothing. Now, that gives some promises to us, but it also gives us a five-point strategy to achieving holiness. Number one is to increase your capacity to achieve the things of God. To increase your capacity to achieve the things of God. This means to develop a God conscious. This means to master godliness. This means to react like God reacts. This means to picture the um, things like God pictures them. This means to expand how how big you believe God can come through and for you in situations. Then I want you to insightfully study uh, study the questions of your soul. That means confront. God, with hard questions about where you are, where you stand, how you live, 
why you live the way you live. Don't leave until you get answers. Be prepared for real answers from God. Develop a transparent prayer life. And then be transformed by mind renewal. Don't just go into the approach of God talking about I'm going to keep it real and then get no resolves. And then we need to inspire ourselves to to do our business and fulfill the plan of God for our life. See, this is what holiness brings about. Study to be quiet. Do your own business. Identify God's purpose for your life. Connect with those of like passions. Serve your way to greatness. What you make happen for other people, God will make happen for you. And follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. So you got to invest time into this. And then you got to intelligently work with your hands. I want to reiterate that. Know what efforts are worthy. Always produce fruit. Be diligent in the plan of God for your life. Connect on God's directors. Delight in the law of the Lord. And then expect God to assist you and enhance your intelligence. And then last but not least, impact others with your consistent integrity. Walk honestly. Isn't that what that scripture say? Walk honestly toward them that are outside. Our honesty is the greatest Christian virtue that we could have because the world does not recognize the Holy Spirit until they're convicted. Integrity provides uh, uh, a, a, outward, a, a outward form of truth displayed at all times. The scripture says that the integrity of the upright shall guide them. In, it impacts us always and it impresses people who means what they say and say what they mean. So the scripture's emphasis on displaying honesty toward others is the greatest form of evangelism that we can display because we just simply resolve to be holy, to be holy, to be holy. And so holiness relies on the power of God through faith to transform our works to Christ, to develop uh, uh, what we believe, and it promises our redemption to be activated through repentance and righteousness. And then it also becomes seen truly as the life of the believer when we resolve to be renewed in the Spirit. So we need to rely on the Holy Spirit that helps us, that enables us, that quickens us. So the greatest resolve to being holy is to be Spirit-led, to be Spirit-formed, and to be Spirit-governed. And I pray that in this teaching, you got enough motivation to rely on the Holy Spirit. For it is the Spirit that enables us to live this Christian life. It is the Holy Spirit that teaches us and shows us how to walk this thing out correctly. So I'm going to pray that grace be released and multiplied through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that through that relationship, you will have fellowship with the Holy Spirit and with the people of God that drives you to that discipleship that thrusts us into the reflecting of the nature of God through the power of the Holy Spirit, which creates real and utter holiness through honesty and integrity. Father, I thank you, Lord, that the seed of the righteous shall be blessed and that these words will fall on the ears of the hearers, that when they hear these words and apply your word to their lives, they will never be the same as a result of the word proclaimed. 
we are responsible for the things.